Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the road for American Family Field Opening Day 2023. Broadcasting live from the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Mobile Studios, here's John McCure. Broadcasting live from American Family Field. You got that right. Sandy Max is here. Greg Matzik is here as well. A little bit soggy out there, but the Brewers come away with a victory, and now folks are streaming out of the stadium. They're lined up to get on the shuttles, getting out of here. They're headed to the parking lot. It is lovely out. I'm saying that even though it's cloudy and a little bit drizzly. The rain has stopped, though. Yeah, Thank goodness, it has right? It stopped, and it was sunny this morning. It was a really great vibe out in the tailgate area. Outside American Family Field, this is a Milwaukee tradition. I got to tell you, if you weren't here today, make plans next year. This is such yeah, a happy it, communal vibe. I can't always promise a 10 to nothing shutout win. That was sure nice. That certainly adds to the joy. Matzik, those bats came alive. I mean, it was offense. What was it? Seven runs in the, what inning was that? Sixth? 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 Yeah, fifth inning. Wow. Seven run fifth. You're going to win a lot of games scoring seven <laughs> run in one inning. But, you know, and really it was Freddie and the freshman today. It was Freddie Peralta <laughs> who was brilliant on the mound, and it was Brewers rookies who were key in a variety of aspects, stolen bases, walks, the long ball for Bryce Terang, his yep. first career home run yeah. is a grand slam. You love to see that. So, I saw a guy with a Terang jersey on. That is an early adapter. Already. Might have been family. Uh, but <laughs> Maybe he was out here getting ready to go to Saz's. You know, <laughs> his family got on the bus at Saz's. You know, I, I said right after I returned from spring training, if you're going to go buy a jersey, buy Garrett Mitchell's jersey because he yeah. has star written all over him. I saw Mitchell jersey, too, which is pretty cool. Terang's got all sorts of flair in his game. He is a weird and he showed prowess with the bat today going deep. Uh, stolen base, walk, couple of hits, grand slam. That's a pretty good day for a rookie. Pretty good his first day. opening day at American Family Field. And I love a stolen base. I love hustle. You'll see more of that this year. I promise you that. And yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Good. Small ball is going to be fun to watch. I was in the bleachers during that seven-inning bottom of the fifth, and that was so much fun because this is what we've missed about baseball together that energy, that vibe, all the cowbells going nuts, the cheering, the high fives, the surprise of, oh my gosh, we just saw a grand slam on opening day. Like, all of that joy in that community is what I feel like we've missed. You know what else I've noticed today, after being in all the opening days we've been out here? There are less severely intoxicated people walking by. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Man, John Tyler and I were talking about this, the engineer. It seems in years past, like every third or fourth person was falling down walking by here. That's not the case today. Now, I'm not saying... I stood by some people wobbly people in the bleachers, and I will say I did get a fresh waft of barf by the men's room in that area. Look at even right here that. now. Everybody's well-behaved. Well you know, They're just waiting for the shuttle. The smart people taking the shuttle, yeah, are well, still... Well-behaved uh, is one thing. Now, there might be some napping going on in the shuttle that gets you downtown, <laughs> back to Jack's American Pub or, or the Broadstock. This is usually what... What I call the law of diminishing returns. Right, uh-huh. things start to slowly erode yep. with the fan base here at this time. But hey, or, get all your energy into the game, and hey, this is when you should be exhausted. Or you catch your second wave and you go to some great neighborhood bar yes. and just keep the just party going. Yes, shampoo effect. That bus wears <laughs> off, comes right back with one more. Hey, speaking of, I know uh, we were both wandering around the stadium today, and I met somebody very special who I've known a long time. I'm going to share, share their story with you later on in the show. But you also met a lot of people today, uh, including a couple special folks i met a gal her name is kim it's been a minute since she's been to opening day this is her story first time in 27 years that i've been here so a little overdue what made you decide to come today my siblings and i decided to do a family gathering family outing baseball bringing people together is this the first time you and your family have been to an opening day together 
Yes, it is. Do you have fond memories of opening days past? Honestly, I've, this is my second opening day ever. Uh, I got a little too, I was a little overserved at the first one and did not have a good experience. So 27 years 27 ago, years ago, when did you become a Brewers fan? Oh, well, I mean, early eighties, my dad would bring me to County Stadium and sit in the bleachers and, you know, Cecil Cooper and Robin Yount and Paul Molitor. And of course, you know, we all had a crush on Paul Molitor. <laughs> but I love that this proves that you don't have to come to opening day every single year to be a Brewers fan. You can still be a Brewers fan, even if you're not here on opening day. Absolutely. Any predictions for the season? No predictions. Give me a go Brewers. Go Brewers. Woo! I love seeing all the gear. Uh, it's just, uh, I, look at the people walking by, not only with the shirts and the jerseys, but the pants and the shorts and the socks. I was and that Brewer Blue yeah, is sweet. Of all the genres. But yeah, that was a uh, local musician, Kim Hansen from Muskego. Uh, She's a musician, huh? Yeah. Uh, she plays violin with the Whiskey Bells. Oh, how fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, great story. Uh, come on by and say hello. If you're on your way out, we are broadcasting. We're kind of by, between the stadium and Hellfair Field. We're right there. You can't miss us. Come on by. Give us a wave. Say hello. Get home safely. I'm just so glad that the rain has stopped falling down. There's a guy who's never been overserved. my neighbor, Kevin Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> it's the baseball community. But this is, I met a guy in the concourse, and I stood by him, and like seven people wound up saying hello to him in the short amount of time that I talked to him. It was all people, yeah, that he hadn't seen in years. This is just one of those, yeah, places where you reconnect with people and you've got that fresh, optimistic vibe for spring ahead. Yep, you are right about that. So we're going to bring you a lot more as we head through the rest of the afternoon, including a really cool feature on a local kid who's making it big. That's coming your way right after the news straight here at the bottom of the hour. If you're trying to get home from the ballpark, Mike Spaulding's got you covered on the roads as well. It is 424 on WTMJ. Now a Brewers opening day memory with WTMJ's Sandy Max. There is one opening day that was one of the most exciting days of my entire life. Milwaukee Brewers opening day, Miller Park, 2003. It is a great time to be a Brewers fan. That cold, rainy day was the kickoff to my best summer job ever. My debut as the first Milwaukee Brewers in-game host. Thanks so much for coming out to cheer on your Milwaukee Brewers. So my game day host job was to appear in between innings, make you feel welcome, bring you fan interviews, sometimes player interviews, or the occasional visiting celebrity. Some of my favorite memories on that cold, wet April day in 2003. You know, they're not always sunny. The happy vibe of the brewer staff and the workers setting up inside Miller Park then before the doors open. Good to have you, baby. Bob Euchre slapping people on the back in the press dining area. He's cracking jokes and ready to go. And Brewers fans, especially opening day fans who've been tailgating since the morning, they can be rowdy, they can bring that amped up energy. I said it hundreds of times as a Milwaukee Brewers game day host. Go Brewers, go! And I still say it. Go Brewers! Go Brewers! I love that. That is really, really good stuff. You're listening to Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. 
We continue to broadcast live from American Family Field. John Merck here, Sandy Max, Greg Matzik with you. The Brewers are the big victory today in the home opener. An opening day in Milwaukee might have meant just a little bit more to one of the newest members of the crew. WTMJ's Greg Matzik explains. The Brewers Clubhouse is a collection of players from all different walks of life. Players hail from Mexico, the Dominican Republic, California, and... Ozaki County? I, I grew up in Fredonia, just a real lot, small little town, and then um, I always played the league and stuff like that. I always did well and, you know, wanted to wanted to do more, I guess. Meet Owen Miller, a proud Wisconsin native whose love for baseball grew while watching the Brewers of 2008 and 2011. 2011, I think, was probably my favorite year. Um, you know, I think that was, I mean, because I was, I think, a freshman in high school at the time, so, you know, it was like, the, you know, that's like prime, you know, watching, watching baseball and being a Brewers fan, yeah. so, yeah, I used to get so excited for spring training every year and, and you know see the new you know new, the new team and stuff like that and you know i just i loved going to games when i was little my grandparents would take me to games so um yeah i, I was i grew up a big fan miller is a versatile infielder no surprise that his favorite player growing up was ricky weeks yeah man it's just you know it's it's cool just seeing those guys and seeing faces and, and talking to guys like that seeing robin young seeing euchre around here and stuff like that so it's all just you know a dream come true and um you know it's pretty special Drafted by the Padres in the third round of the 2018 draft, Miller is part of a growing number of Wisconsin products realizing big league dreams. You know, I think when I was 12, my dad took me to a tryout down in Waukesha, and I played for a team called the Wisconsin Rockhounds, and we traveled all over the country and stuff like that at 12, 13, 14, and I loved it. had a blast. Uh, I remember going to Cooperstown when I was 12 and played in a tournament there, and ever since then, uh, you know, I just kind of fell in love with the game, and I was like, man, I was like, I think I could, you know, want to want to play in college and stuff like that. It is pretty special, and it's good to see a lot of other guys from Wisconsin doing the same thing and, and working hard in the off seasons and stuff like that and kind of having that goal of, like, hey, I could play in the big league someday. Why not me, you know? Um, so it's pretty special. And what would make things even sweeter? The idea of, uh, of Bob Buecher calling a, an Owen Miller home run, right? Has that crossed your mind yet? It, it actually has in a while. That, that would be pretty special, though. My, my grandma, she she was uh, she passed away two years ago, but she was the biggest. You know, she every time I went over to their house, she'd always have Bob Buecher on on the radio. So uh, I think she would be smiling up in heaven if, if she heard that one. Greg Matzik, WTMJ Sports. How about that? What a story. So Owen Miller. I mean, he slept in his bed last night that he grew up in. I heard I him tell Scafidi earlier today. <laughs> That's great. That's a it? great story. He had, kid, had coffee in the kitchen where he was a kid, and now he drives himself to the ballpark and I, he's playing for yeah. the team he cheered for. I, I just picture some like you know, you know, twin bed with like <laughs> Yoda sheets on it or something like that. With stuffed animals at the foot <laughs> right. of the bed, right? <laughs> right, exactly. He's just busting out of it. Yeah. Man, that is great. And he has a chance to really make an impact this year, doesn't he? Well, for sure. I mean, especially with Luis Arias now out yeah. for six to eight weeks, it's going to take some time for him to come back. Tyrone Taylor is out. So Miller was getting a little time in the outfield during spring training. And he could play pretty much anywhere on the infield. So very versatile piece. So he'll he'll see plenty of action. And you saw some of the Brewers' newcomers on display today, be it rookies or veteran players. There's, there's some great depth, I think, on this team overall. And with this Owen Miller storyline, I'm perpetually charmed by the whole homer vibe craig council yeah who just brings that whitefish bay hometown leadership like this is in his dna and in his blood because his dad also worked here like i'm a sucker for that and then when robin yount and dale swain were bench coaches i'm like yay and you that is a special part of so the I, I love it when we actually have that wisconsin fabric as part of our team yeah no it means a lot right there's only been a handful of of real homegrown players in this state to actually play for the Brewers. And Owen Miller's living out a dream here. It is such good stuff.
I have two vivid opening day memories. It's April of 1980. I'm a freshman in law school at Marquette University. The law school closes down so everybody can go to opening day. That was the opening day that the Red Sox come back, tie the game 5-5. Sixto Lascano hits a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. The pitch to Sixto. Here's a drive. The deep right center way back goes Evans. It's got a chance to go. high-fiving with all my classmates and my professors. Very cool. Three years later, I'm out of law school. My wife and I decide we're going to keep the tradition going. We're going to go to opening day. It's at County Stadium. They're playing the Kansas City Royals. In the middle of the third inning, it starts to snow. My wife looks at me with that look that all women get from their mothers, like, okay, time for us to head out. She said, I'm really not having any fun. She never went back to opening day after that. I've been back most years. Still absolutely love it. Go Brewers. We are broadcasting live from American Family Field. The Brewers 10-0 winners here on opening day, a day that's turned soggy but can't dampen the spirits of a crowd that is now filed out, getting on the buses and the shuttles and beginning to get in their cars in the parking lot. Maybe the only acquiescence to the rain is that the tailgaters, which we can usually see at this part of the parking lot right in front of us, are not there today. Instead, in their car, if you see a few hatchbacks open, enjoying maybe another, another beverage or sandwich. <laughs> but uh, what a day today at American Great Family kickoff Field. Great kickoff for the season and just great to see people enjoying being together yes for in this sure. environment yeah and we want to get you up to speed on one of the other major stories of the day that is that former president donald trump has arrived in new york he will be arraigned tomorrow steve dorsey cbs news is with us on the hotline uh steve will he just be at trump tower tonight how will things unfold up until the arraignment for the former president yeah, we understand he'll be meeting with uh, his legal team, including uh, several new members uh, throughout the evening at Trump Tower. Then tomorrow morning, at some point, uh, probably late morning, early afternoon, he'll leave Trump Tower and uh, join a motorcade, um, with, which will include uh, traffic uh, protection from uh, the New York City Police Department. He'll make his way to Lower Manhattan to the courthouse where he'll see a judge uh, who will uh, explain the charges he faced. We hope to learn more then about the indictment uh, of the former president that's been uh, so far sealed. He'll then uh, go to a back room, have some processing done, which includes fingerprints, perhaps a mugshot, uh, and some other steps before departing the uh, the courthouse altogether, making his way back home to, to South Florida, to Mar-a-Lago, where we expect him to make live remarks at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern tomorrow evening. So oftentimes, Steve, you and I have been in this business for a long time. Defendants, even high-profile ones, go through what's called a perp walk, where they are walked to or from the courthouse, escorted by law enforcement. Cameras usually capture their picture or their video. Will that take place tomorrow? Will those sort of things happen, or are there accommodations being made for the former president that are unusual? Good point. We don't expect a perp walk. We don't expect much, much public viewing of the of the president entering the courthouse. We expect him to uh, enter through a portico that's um, shielded uh, probably from, from cameras and reporters. We do expect some reporters inside the courtroom. Uh, it's unclear whether we'll get a live uh, video feed or audio feed uh, from inside. Uh, but we also don't expect the president to be handcuffed. Uh, that's something that uh, is likely uh, due to Secret Service protection. 
uh, and, and worked out with New York State prosecutors. This certainly comes at an interesting time with it being Election Day on the same historic occasion. I'm wondering if it will have any ripple effect on the electoral process or how people turn out to vote. It could. Uh, you know, that would be an interesting thing to ask folks going into the poll, whether they're motivated by this or two key issues in Wisconsin, right? Abortion and redistricting. What are the factors that play for voters uh, who want to have a say in the Supreme Court's uh, direction on key issues? And um, that'll be an important uh, factor, I think, in, in determining whether uh, former President Trump still has the same type of momentum he's had in, in, in places like in battleground states like Wisconsin uh, today uh, after losing the last election. CBS's Steve Dorsey is with us from New York. So, Steve, one of the battles that's been raging is whether or not cameras should be allowed in the court, and you alluded to a possible video feed. The Trump team seems to, on the one hand, want this to be a publicity event, a fundraising opportunity, but they're the ones arguing that cameras should not be allowed in court. Why are they arguing that cameras should not be allowed in court? Well, they're, um, you know, they, they want to keep some elements of this uh, closely held. They want control over the media narrative. Also, they've had, uh, admittedly, some success in using this to fundraise. We heard from the Trump uh, team today saying they've raised over the weekend something like $7 million. Uh, so this is clearly a valuable narrative for them to try and own as media organizations try to pursue uh, at least taped video from inside the courtroom. Will we find out details of the charges only when they're read in court? Is that how this part will play out? I mean, we don't really know exactly what he's facing, right? That's that's correct. Uh, we don't know much. We hope to learn uh, more, at least by then. Uh, but certainly we do know that he's uh, facing uh, multiple counts of uh, charges dealing with falsifying business documents. At least one of those charges could be a felony. And we also know that some of these charges could uh, touch on campaign finance violations as well. CBS is Steve Dorsey with us from New York. Tomorrow is going to be an historic day, no doubt about that. Maybe we can connect tomorrow, Steve. Thank you so much for taking some time to be with us. Thank you. You can count on WTMJ tomorrow when the indictments happen. It's one fifteen our time. You will hear about that during the Jeff Wagner Show. And then on Wisconsin's Afternoon News, perspective and analysis, both local and national, as the former President Donald Trump becomes the first former president to be indicted. We've got that for you. Coming up this afternoon, before we get you out of here on this Brewers Victory Monday, something nice related to the ballpark. Plus, Rose Gray is with us and has kind of taken a sneak peek at the Brewers Road schedule this year. It's unlike any other schedule because of the balance schedule now in baseball for the first time. The best Brewers road trips. Rose will be with us coming up at 515. And Niz, Brian Nisnansky at 538 on how long the soggy weather lasts.